1: Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. and It is race week for the Pro Late Models. We head to Tri County Motor Speedway for the first time in 2022. A co sanctioned event with the Southern Super Series, the Keen Parts 200, presented by Factory Canopies. Action will begin on Friday at 1 30 with practice for the Southern Super Late Models. And they'll alternate practices with the Pro Late Models on the Cars Tour till 5.30. And then gates will open again at 12. Our practice starts at 12 o'clock on Saturday afternoon and go till 2.10. Gates open at 4. 5.30 to 6.15 Fan Fest. And 7 o'clock, the green flag will fly on the KeensPark.com 200 presented by Factory Canopies. Before we dive into this week's entry list, we have to recap the Late Model Stock Cars. Most recent trip to Dominion Speedway. We'll go to Tony Stevens at Pit Road TV with special guest Minnie Tyrell on the call.
2: Race number seven of the 2022 Tour, the Virginias for Lovers 125. Mason Diaz will lead the field through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone. And the Virginias for Lovers 125 is underway. Race quickly is going to be near the front of the field for the third spot. Carter Langley looking on the outside of Carson Quapel. And caution is out for that giant piece of whatever it is on the back straightaway. There it is. Through the KRC power steering restart zone. Mason Diaz on the loud pedal. Side by side with Landon Pimbleton. And the caution lights are on. And that might be why. Yikes. That's not good. It's
1: Connor Jones there. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Parker Eatman. It's like he missed a gear. KRC power steering restart zone. Mason Diaz, the leader one more time. Back to turn three. Nonetheless, new leader scored in lap 50, Landon Pimbleton, whether it was by an inch or a mile, his nose crossed the line first. So we're past halfway. I think Diaz may have lost the handle slightly in this one. Maybe Connor Hall's car just getting that much better. As he moves up, Hall now to second as Diaz falls back to third. So Connor Hall going to chase down Landon Pimbleton for the race lead here with 59 laps to go. Let's head down to Blake McCandless, who I believe may have Chad McComby. Uh,
1: caught up with Chad McComby. Chad what what happened there? Uh, something broke. Uh, starting out,
0: I thought everything was okay. I felt like our car was pretty balanced and just couldn't get a run on guys
1: we needed to. And then we just started having like more and more issues and uh, started hearing some funny sounds. And um, I don't I don't know if like we had a drive line issue, transmission. Yeah, I don't know if it. it
2: This is a career run for Jacob Hefner. He's had some good ones before, but 18th to 4th, now looking for third on one of the nation's hottest prospects in Landon Pimbleton. This is one that I think Jacob Hefner is going to circle and go, man, we belong in the Cars Tour after a run like this. I think everybody else is going to say that because he continues to try to get by Landon Pimbleton. Pimbleton running pretty tight, though, Minnie. Not giving him a lot of room. So Jacob Hefner now moves to position number three. with so a former winner here, Finley, trying to come forward. But again, maybe running out of lapses. Schaefer moves Pimbleton off the bottom. Problems back straightaway. Brandon Pierce has lost a tire. We are under caution. And that is exactly what Jacob Hefner wanted to see not so much Brandon Pierce as it slows us with approximately 13 laps to go. Green flag is out, and look at Carson Quapple. Quapple, big slide, Hefner up to second. Here comes the 91 and Jonathan Schaefer, and Carson Quapple has a problem. Quapple, a flat right front tire, and appears in the iRacing car. Yellow, caution is out. Carson Quapple has stopped in turn number two through the KRC power steering restart zone. Connor Hall is the leader and the control car. Behind him, three drivers who have never won a Cars Tour race. As we race off a turn number two, Hall takes the lead all to himself
3: ahead of Jacob Hefner. White flag is in the air for Connor Hall. Connor Hall is going to sail it into one and two.
2: Hall started this race all the way back in the fourth spot, had to pass three very strong horses to get to this point. And for the second time in his Cars Tour career, Connor Hall will emerge a winner at the Virginia's for Lover's 125, Connor Hall to Evelbrock victory lane here at the Dominion Raceway. We go- here he comes out of the race car is now a two-time winner in the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We could see this car was very good, but how worried were you, A, about possibly a flat tire running over something, B, those restarts with three hungry guys who have never won a Cars Tour race behind you? Yeah, I know, uh, I mean, as far as, you know, an ailment, I, uh, I felt, you know, I felt pretty good and, you know, if there was a caution, I stayed completely on the other end of the, you know, racetrack from it groove-wise, just tried not to run anything over. Uh, I know Hefner and Honeycutt, guys like that were coming, um, so we just had to execute on every every restart and, uh, you know, we had a really good car and um, we had jokes, we, we were really loose all weekend. Crew Chief Steven looked at me and said we're either going to be really good or really loose, So. Luckily, we were really good, and uh, it's just such a pleasure to drive for these Chad Bryant racing guys.
1: Connor Hall with his second win in 2022. Jacob Hefner finished second. Landon Pimbleton, our guest last week on Stickered Up, finished third. Jonathan Schaefer with a fourth-place finish. Jonathan Finley with a very impressive fifth-place finish. Caden Honeycutt, Bobby McCarty, Braden Rogers, Grayson Coulther, and Chase Burrow round out the top ten. Again, about a six-week break before the late-model stock cars will be in action again when we had the Hickory Motor Speed the last weekend of July for the throwback to '76. We turn our attention to the ProLate models. Again, this weekend they'll be at Tri County Motor Speedway. The entry list for this weekend on the ProLate model side 15 cars pre registered. Cody King, William Solowich, Austin McDonald, Caden Honeycutt will jump in a pro late model for the first time in 2022 for the Cars Tour this weekend. Tanner Carter, Cale Gale, Caden Quapple, Luke Moray, Jet Nolan, Jacob Courage, Charlie Keevan, Logan Jones, Gio Ruggio. Luke Finhouse and Katie Hettinger will make her first start in the Pro Late Models for the Cars Tour. And then again, the Super Southern Super Series will have their Super Late Models in the 100 lap. Some names to expect there this weekend. Cody Connor, Justin Kreider, William Solowich, Carson Quapple, Tanner Tyler, Stephen Nassy, Jackson Boone, Bubba Pollard, Jet Nolan, Jake Finch. So it should be an action-packed. Weekend at Tri-County Speedway, and we'll talk a little bit about this weekend's event at Tri-County Speedway as well as recap the first half of the late model stock car season on the cars tour with Pit Road's Tony Stevens in segment two. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down Pit Road. Sticker up, we return, we'll chat with Tony Stevens from Pit Road TV. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast.
3: Take her up. Official podcast of the Cars tour. the title sponsor of the cars tour furniture for less prices 30 to 40 percent less than the big box furniture
0: stores conveniently located 3301 richlands highway jacksonville north carolina call adam resnick 910-540-7157 that's 910-540-7157 for all your furniture needs Give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. This is Ronald Hill, driver of 74 Chevrolet Gardner Marsh Equipment. You're listening to Stickered Up with Stephen Dunn.
1: Green flag back in the air this edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Raps hotline, the voice of the Cars Tour, Pit Road's own Tony Stevens. Tony, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad you didn't kick me out after the last time. I didn't buy you dinner, and you promised I'd never come back. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, you went back on that.
1: Well, I'm it was sl- it was slim pickings this week as far as guests. So uh, we uh, we thought it would be a great opportunity to bring Tony back in, and uh, really, first and foremost, what I want to do, um, is it's kind of a transition week for the cars tour. Uh, the late model stock cars are going to take their As Jack McNally called it this past weekend, their summer vacation uh, for the next five or six weeks while the Virginia Triple Crown's going on. So we won't see the late model stock cars back until the throwback weekend at Hickory the last weekend of July. But this is basically a great opportunity for us to catch our breath and what's been a really, really phenomenal first half of the season for the late model stock cars.
2: Yeah, it has been a fantastic season so far. And I think there's a lot of things that have happened that folks expected. And there's a lot of things happening that folks didn't expect in that regard. Um, and that's what makes the car store great, right? We've got a lot of question marks and we've got a lot of things that we knew, but even those known factors didn't play into what we expected. And I think that's been the really cool part to see new names emerge and new faces, whether they be rookies, whether they be veterans or whatever the case might be, and even so to, to see. You know, you never want to see folks have problems, but it's been a story to follow to see some of the big shots and the veterans having problems and how they're having to overcome those.
1: And, and one of those teams that I think is probably the biggest surprise for most fans that follow the cars tour, Nelson Motorsports has not been able to find victory lane thus far. Now, granted, there's great competition uh, with Connor Hall winning a couple races, Koeppl uh, winning a couple races, but. How big of a concern is that if you're Barry Nelson and Nelson Motorsports that you're halfway through the season, you haven't cracked victory lane yet?
2: I don't think if I'm Barry, I don't think I'm worried. I think there is some disappointment that I that I haven't been able to come up with the results. But if you look at it, they've been running good. They've been performing. I mean, you look at Bobby, whereas in Franklin County, he was running what, second or third, and he had a, an A frame break. I mean, who breaks an A frame nowadays, right? The things are so reinforced that it's just a freak thing, right? Um, so you have to look at the positives. I mean, Caden Honeycutt's been running good. Bobby's been running good. Um, the only thing they probably need to change is put like a 56 gallon fuel cell in the car (laughs) and they'd be fine. Other than that, I mean, that they really haven't, you know, it's just been luck has not been on their side but i think the performance overall has been there i think maybe there's a there's a half a step they're missing but that's cyclical between teams from year to year one guy gets an advantage and the next guy doesn't you know what i mean so it's it's just kind of part of the the thing that is racing
1: I think one of the biggest surprises that I, that I've seen thus far in the cars tour, um, not necessarily a rookie, but, but someone that hasn't run a ton of cars tour races. And that's Jacob Hefner with Carol speed shop finished second this past weekend at dominion, currently sitting fifth in points 52 markers behind Carson Quapple. D- is that a surprise for you? Uh, I mean, you, you watch it every week. You call every race. Has that been a surprise for you?
2: Um, it has. And it hasn't. I think, Jacob's Ascension has been very, very quiet. He hasn't done it with a lot of fanfare. They've just been there every week. I mean, I think back to Caraway. they, you know, ripped the nose off the car and everything else. And they still had a decent run. I mean, they've had five top tens in the seven races they've run. Everything else, it's been a DNF, so you know, and sometimes you're going to have crashes or whatever that you may or may not be able to control. But Jacob's got the talent. We know Justin Carroll and everybody over there knows how to put race cars together. And I think this past weekend, Dominion was kind of a, a really big shot in the arm for them before the second half of the year to go, look, we didn't qualify worth peanuts, but we drove through the field. We ended up Finishing second, we drove past all these guys who are beating us every week. That's a big cause for excitement. And it wouldn't surprise me to see us go to Hickory, a place Hefner's had success, and he might be the the quote-unquote upset winner of the throwback race. It's entirely possible.
1: Another thing that we've seen, especially here in the last uh, handful of races, some of the local guys, um, we call them the, the ringers. Um, obviously, Brendan Queen winning at Langley not too long ago. Landon Pimbleton with a strong run at Dominion this past weekend, finishing third. Kyle Dudley finishing runner-up at Franklin County. That's kind of his home track. It looks like some of these uh, some of these guys that don't run the tour on a regular basis have really seen a lot of success here in 2022 when they do show up to the show.
2: And I think that's great. That's something that we as a tour needs. I think it's something the fans want to see because part, at least to me anyway, and this is me speaking as a fan, to me, part of the allure of having the tour come in is these are the big guys, right? These are the big dogs. These are the, the junior motorsports of the world with Carson Coppler, or the Nelson Motorsports with guys like Bobby McCarty and Caden Honeycutt that can come in and win everywhere and so many other people. And so those guys coming to town, you want to prove something and. When you're able to run second like a Dudley or win a race like Brendan Queen or have a shot to win a race like Landon Pimbleton last week, That's encouraging for both yourself and your local track guys to be like, Hey, we might be okay. You know, if we want to enter this race, I mean, what we have like eight locals or something, enter the race at dominion. And Mm -hmm. I think that's partly a product of guys like Dudley and Queen and their performance the last few weeks to say, look, this really is an even playing field. And if you bring your a game, you can have a shot to win the biggest race of your career and the tour comes to town. And I think that, you know, that certainly rings true with a lot of these guys.
1: Before we forecast what happens in the second half of the late model season here in 2022, I did want to touch on the rookie battle. You know, we've got Carter Langley, Chase Burrow, Braden Rogers, Jansen Marchbanks, Andrew Grady, Zach Miracle, all very talented youngsters. And they kind of a blanket in themselves uh, right there in ninth through 15th in points. Some of them, they've had flashes of greatness and then they've had bad luck. Talk about what you've seen from the rookie battle because this is probably the tightest rookie battle that we've had in recent years and any one of these guys is capable of winning a race when we show up at Hickory in, in six weeks.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, these guys are all good and you're going to have some of those those rookie mistakes, if you will. Guys like Chase Burrow, you know, learning how to run with a tour that takes some conservation. He's told us I just learned how to go hard. I'm having to learn this stuff. A guy like Carter Langley, same thing, that the level of competition is up there and the RPM group bunch, they've really made that car, uh, you know, good. And he's learning what he needs to learn to make these things happen. And Braden Rogers and Jansen Marshmakes, all these guys are in the same boat. I mean, they they're all very capable race car drivers. They have great resumes. They brought the tour. But when you come here, it's stepping up and you've got to learn how to step your game up. And that doesn't happen overnight. It takes a few races and you're going to make small improvements. One week you're 16th, the next week you're 14th, the next week, you know, you ran 10th most of the race but still finish 14th. It's small things that by the end of the year, you're going to start to really see things happen. So if you can break through against this field, uh, like some of these guys have shown those flashes of brilliance to be able to do, that's something you really hang your hang your hat on, and you can go back and say, okay, we've got these little things where we're proving we belong here. Um, you know, I look at Zach Miracle's qualifying runs; he's had great speed, just no luck. You know, uh, Andrew Grady led most of the race at at, at um, Goodyear All American. Bad luck, you know, got him in a bad spot, but he was there and he was so proud. He's, I don't care. Tore up the race car, I don't care. They knew we were there. And they've been proud of that all season long. Hayden Swank has improved every single week. Braden Rogers is in the same boat. I mean, there's just so many good stories. And I think these guys all have a ton of potential that it would not surprise me, you know, if one of them turns around and ends up winning a race before the end of the year.
1: Yeah. And the one thing that I look at as we look forward to, to the second half of 2022, a number that kind of stands out to me is we've had 16 guys run all seven of the first races, which that might be a record. I'm not quite sure, but that really shows a a, a commitment to the tour. Obviously you've got the tour in 12, but you've got four other guys that have run. And really, it's five guys because a couple of the tour in 12 guys have, have missed a couple of races What, I mean, what does that say for the series? You know, you see it every week doing Pit Road TV and having the stability of having those drivers there each and every week.
2: I think it's great. It's great for the tour. It's great for the fans. It's great for, for everyone involved because everybody likes consistency. Everybody likes to be able to, to compare race to race. And as a competitor, you want to be able to race the same guys every week as a fan, you want to know who's going to be at that race. If you're buying a ticket or if you're tuning in on TV, you want to know what to expect. And it kind of, again, gives that invaders versus the locals type of feel when you go somewhere to where you have, you know, 16, 17 guys that that come with this big tour every week and then. You know, you've got a Brendan Queen, let's just say, or a Kyle Dudley, and how do they shape up? Oh, wow, they shape up great against these guys. So I think that's great, and it says a lot about the the health of the tour, the appeal of the tour. Um, you know, I've said for the last year or two, this is starting to get back the feel of what was the, the old Pro Cup series, which is what Cars Tour was in its former iteration. Um, it's starting to get that feel, and you know, that's a good thing because you, the competition level is up there, the camaraderie in the pits is there, but then the biggest thing is the fans because they start to identify with these drivers. They start to learn what a certain team does or what they're like or a certain driver, and whether they, you know, are a career short tracker, which is nothing wrong with that, um, or if they're going to be a guy that, that moves up to bigger and better things, I think those are all good things that fans are able to identify, have that consistency, and ultimately you, you know you're going to have a quality field no matter where the tour happens to go.
1: Taking a look at points after after seven races, Carson quapple has been on top since since race one. He obviously won the thirty thousand dollars Old North State National at, at Caraway, but we've had some movers and shakers. Chad Mcumbie has been there pretty much all year, second third place. We've got got a three way tie. Connor Hall with with the run he's had the last you know, really the last four or five races. He's climbed all the way up into a tie for second with Chad McCombie, Caden Honeycutt, also in that three-way tie for second. But then I look at someone like Jacob Hefner, who's now fifth in points, who's made that steady climb. What are your thoughts, and what do you think we should look forward to for the, for the remainder of 2022 when we hit the track again at Hickory uh, at the end of July? Well,
2: it's been one of those years. I mean, who would have thought halfway through the season, you literally have three guys tied for the runner-up spot in points. I mean, we've seen that for sixth and tenth and whatever, but for the runner-up spot, I mean, I think that says that says a ton about just how competitive everything is. And, you know, I don't know what to expect, truth be told. I mean, we saw this week Carson Quapel is not infallible. Yeah. Uh, we saw a chink in the armor, and whatever caused that flat tire, whatever the issue was they had, we saw that they are beatable. And we've seen they're beatable on track as well. Uh, we started doing the math in the tower, just, you know, sitting around at Dominion. And we said, look, if it wasn't for Caden Honeycutt running out of gas here and having this thing break there, or same with Chad McComby or whatever, those guys are within five or five or eight points or whatever of Quapple. So if he has a bad night, everybody's right back in it. And we saw that at Dominion, he had his bad night and the guys that needed to have good nights, Connor Hall, Caden Honeycutt, they had good nights. McCombie, you know, didn't have a good night, but yeah. the saving grace for him was Quapple also did not have a good night. So with eight races left and what, 35 points, so doing some rough math. Yep. If he can gain five points a race or, or whatever it is, that's not impossible. I mean, that's, you know, that's four or five spots. And while that's not going to be easy, it's not impossible, especially with all the bonus points. So, yeah. you know, this thing is anything, anything but over. Uh, we've seen that before with, with Bobby McCarty, when he thought he was out and won a championship. And vice versa, we've seen guys, you know, farther, you know, farther up and they've fallen late in the year. So, um, you know, any of those guys really in the top 10 or 11 spots, I think, have a very real shot if everything goes the right way for them to end up in a position to contend for a championship
1: change gears uh this is obviously the first season for the cars tour on the pro late model side Uh, they'll have their first standalone without late model stock cars this weekend at tri-county speedway they'll be in conjunction with the uh southern super series on the on the super late model side 15 cars pre-registered this weekend um and we've had the that series has been and and has been great as well i mean multiple winners um great finishes especially at franklin county uh and we we haven't really talked as much about the pro uh here on stickered up because you know a lot of our fans want the light model but this is really going to be an opportunity for us to really dive in and talk about a lot more of the pro stuff want to get your kind of your take on how you've seen the first you know handful of races and, and what your thoughts are initially
2: I think there's a really good base there. I think there's good bones to build something strong, just like we have on the late model stock side. I mean, it didn't get to what it is overnight. It started with something you know, relatively small by comparison and gradually built upon it. And I think there's good bones there to build on. I mean the entry list is out for this weekend at Tri County and and I believe it's actually the biggest entry list of the pros we've had all season. So again, it's starting to grow. And you're not gonna do it overnight. You're gonna add one guy every you know one week, two guys a few weeks later, you know, one guy breaks the stuff and can't come back. So then you've lost but over time the next year guys go that looked like it was fun. It looked like those guys had a good time. Then you gain two or three guys next year. And and that's ultimately what it is. That you, you're not going to make huge swings of this stuff overnight. You need to just be consistent and solid. The racing has been good. The the personalities that we see are fantastic. There's folks coming from literally all over the country to run these pros. They're getting you know national attention. And again, we're starting to see these these entry lists build over time. The competitions beginning to increase. More people are taking interest. And I think that's great. And I think these two tracks are going to be a great place to really see what these guys can do because they are going to have kind of that spot light on them uh, with the pros at tri County, and, and ultimately, definitely at Wake County with their the 100 lap feature there. Um, and that that place is always good whether you have six cars or 600 cars. Uh, it's always fun to go to Wake County because it is such a little bull ring. So I think we're going to see a lot of things come out of the pros for that as we go to the second half of the year. And I think it's going to be great for them to start to build their own identity with a couple of these standalones.
1: And, and correct me if I'm I may be mistaken here. I don't know if you've actually seen any of the racing at Tri-County here in 2022, but they have now repaved one and two, where we went there last year, they'd only had three and four done, and then re, you know, one and two is supposed to be repaved here for 2022. Have you had an opportunity to see any of the racing up there? And if so, what what can fans expect this weekend?
2: I think they can expect some great racing like they always have at Tri-County. The one thing that that I've heard and I've noticed even with the one end repaid was despite all the grip, there's still multiple grooves at that place. It might not be as wide as it was, But as the race goes on, the pace slows down. I think you'll see it widen out more. But guys have grooves. It's not one groove that you're going to be stuck on the bottom. You're going to have places to go and then places you can find grip. So we're going to see traditional tri-county racing, although it might be a little different look than what we're used to. We're going to see guys two, three, maybe four wide, who knows, uh, going anywhere they want to go because that's where they can find grip. Uh, because it literally is everywhere now, but since you've got fresh pavement on both ends of the racetrack. So I think it's going to be a very different tri-county, but also the same tri-county where guys can be able to race anywhere and do anything. And if you're close, you should have a shot. As long as we don't have one guy just nail it perfectly and run away from the field, I think you'll see a really, really good race.
1: Sitting here looking at the stats here on the pros, we've had four races and four different winners. Um, do you think this is a, a, where we can have five winners in five races here to start off 2022?
2: Oh, absolutely you can. I mean, I'm looking through the list here and I look at, you know, Cody King, for instance, Lee Falk knows how to get around. Lee and Michael know everything about Tri-County there is to know, except maybe where every breaker is in the property. They might know that too. (laughs) Um, So, you know, for instance, first guy on the list, they're going to have a shot. They've tested Cody there in the past, different cars. He knows the racetrack, like stuff like that. Um, You know, Caden Honeycutt's jumping in a pro this weekend. We know what he can do and there's no surprise, so he's very capable. You know, I look further, Austin McDonald's gonna have a shot with the, the King Racing Group, and Parker Eatman's in a pro this week, Kale Gale's in a pro, I mean, all the usual suspects, Luke Morey, uh, his second race with us, hopefully they don't break anything like they did at Franklin County, because they've always got some speed. Um, and we've got some other guys that are a little unfamiliar to our region, guys like, you know, Jet Nolan, who's always fast and a pro late model, is gonna be in there as well, and then Gio Ruggiero, who won at Greenville, could make it two for him, him. He's got a capable team behind him, and I think one name folks are going to need to keep an eye on is Katie Hettinger, uh, out of Michigan. She's won some races in the late-mile stock at Hickory, and if you're not familiar with her, she comes from a pretty pretty uh, good family as far as racing pedigree is concerned, and uh, keep an eye on her. She's She's got a lot of folks looking at her, pretty talented individual is Katie Hettinger, uh, and I would not be surprised to see her up there in the mix as well come Saturday.
1: And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in conjunction, the Cars Tour has done this several times over the last several years. They've, they've had co-sanctioned events. Again, they'll be co-sanctioned this weekend with the Southern Super Series, Super Late Models back here at Tri-County. And looking at the quick entry list, some familiar names that used to run Super Late Models with the, with the Cars Tour, Cody Connor, Justin Kreider on the list, William Swalowich, Carson Quapple back in a Super, Tyler Tanner, who ran in the Cars Tour race there last year, Stephen Nassy. Um, Matt Craig back in action, Bubba Pollard, net Jet Nolan gonna be doing double duty. Pretty pretty exciting to be able to see some super late models race on Saturday, you think?
2: Oh, absolutely. I I love super late models just like I love late model stock cars. I mean, they have four wheels. They go in a circle. They've got great, great personalities, great teams, great competition. I'm always a fan. And now that there's there's fresh pavement down in Tri-County, I will be very curious to see how this plays out. They'll probably be a second faster, which is saying something because they were already quick. So uh, that one's going to be fun to see just to sit back a little bit as a fan and just kind of watch what happens. But uh, always seeing great super racing in Tri-County. So really looking forward to it.
1: Before I let you go, Tony, I wanted to just kind of get an um, idea how things are going with you at Pit Road TV. You guys continue to grow uh, with with the coverage that you guys are doing, and and it's like I told you last year. You guys do such a phenomenal job. I actually had an opportunity to watch a little bit of the broadcast from the spotter stand with the large television that's uh, that's promptly front and center at Dominion uh, where they were doing the broadcast. But talk a little bit about the how things are going at Pit Road TV and, and things that you guys are doing to improve each and every race.
2: So, we, we convinced Steve Britt to bring that big screen to every race.
1: <laughs> good luck getting that thing moved around, right?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, it'd be nice for certain, but uh, there's just a lot of little things. And I know we talked last time, there's a lot of stuff we've worked on uh, behind the scenes that folks may or may not see uh, to help make little aspects of the broadcast that much better. And I think, you know, our crew has done a good job. They've stepped up and we've got a lot of other things we're working on. Uh, that, you know, some again, small, some are pretty big that if we, we master those, you'll see them and everybody will go, oh, wow, that was cool. Uh, but we just we continue to work and try to continue to set the bar uh, as far as broadcasting is concerned to this level. I mean, it's you know we're competitors just like racers are, right? We like to quote unquote win at things, so we we like to quote unquote win that battle as well whenever we can put out a really killer broadcast that folks really enjoy and, and really think about. So, uh, yeah, I can't can't tell you a whole lot. I mean, we you know we got recognized with an award. We uh, you may or may not have seen. That's where I was uh, going like,
1: with. Just I wanted to make yeah. sure that you guys were able. You know, we recognized you guys for that.
2: Yeah, and, and Sony had a company in there called Crunchyroll that won an award in that same category as did a group called Warner Brothers. Yeah. So well, we're in pretty good company there, and I think that really establishes and legitimizes, you know, a lot of the things that we do. And I know our guys are really jacked up about it uh, to be able to to be in that type of company. And uh, I tell everybody that we got the best crew anywhere. And I think now they finally believe me. It's just they got a little hardware to go with it, but uh, we just keep trying to, uh, you know, improve and raise the bar and make it that much better. Because ultimately, you know, you guys viewing, whether you're at home during the race because you can't get there, or you're watching on the way back home from the racetrack, um, or some other time that's ultimately who we have to impress and who we have to make happy uh, because if you guys don't like it, then we don't have a, a fan base and a customer base from which to you know, entertain. So uh, we got to make sure you guys are all happy and that's one of our goals.
1: Well, I can tell you that's the highlight of either Sunday afternoon or Monday night for me uh, after a race is the opportunity to kind of go back and, and watch the rebroadcast, obviously have a subscription, but you know, when you spot for a guy, you only get to see what's around that guy. So you really don't get to see how everything kind of plays out throughout the course of a race. And, again, you guys do a phenomenal job and really grateful for the work that you guys do in uh, covering the Cars Tour. Before I let you go, Tony, I have to ask one question. Um we're racing at North Wilkesboro here in the month of August, um, and it's going to be fast and furious. I still think there's some details to, to come out, but just wanted to get your initial thoughts as a as a racing professional and industry member, kind of your thoughts on, on going back to North Wilkesboro with all these different types of race cars.
2: I mean, anytime you can get race cars on a racetrack with some sort of historical significance, that's always a good thing. Uh, I think there's still a lot of questions to be answered in a lot of cases. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get the answers to a lot of those, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's good because it gets people talking about the sport, it gets people putting eyeballs on what the car store has, and and that's always a plus. So if we can if we can capitalize on that and bring new fans into the fold where they want to pay attention to our races at every other event throughout the season, that's a win. And I think if we can all take that away, that's a good thing for short track racing as a whole.
1: Tony, can't thank you enough for jumping on and uh, and helping recap the first half of the late model and kind of give a little bit of a look into what we can expect for the pros here the next couple of weeks. Enjoy uh, the summer shootout down there in Charlotte tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to getting you back on here sooner rather than later.
2: Sounds good. Look forward to it. It's always fun to... Spend a little time bench racing with you. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. Watch you guys uh, smash bumpers in a legend cars tonight. Me and Postman will be up here in the booth, and we'll we'll yak all day and watch the uh, the interns play games with fans, and it'll be a good time. Maybe have some cookout in the process.
1: Fantastic. That's Tony Stevens, the voice of the Car Store Pit Road TV. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll wrap up this edition of Stickered Up. <laughs> Tickered up, official podcast
3: to the cars tour.
0: the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel
3: for custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication. GeoCut. Aluminum, stainless, mild steel parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies and more. GeoCut South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing and much more. GeoCut 611 Railroad Avenue South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut 4342014824. Adam Circle Performance Technologies. Video overlays powered by racetrades.
0: Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 Tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel,
3: 434-222-8947. That's 434-222-8947. Delivery by Tracks.
2: tour this is mason diaz driver number 24
1: side rock carriers late mall stock you're listening to the stickered up podcast white flag this edition of the stickered up podcast the official podcast of the solid rock carriers cars tour The Pro Late Models head to Tri-County Motor Speedway this weekend with a co-sanctioned event with the Southern Super Series, the Keen Parts 200, presented by Factory Canopies. Again, action starts on Friday afternoon at 1.30 with practice, alternating practices between the Super Late Models and the Pro Late Models until 5.30, and then action again at the racetrack on Saturday afternoon. Practice starts at 12.01 for the Super Late Models. They'll alternate till 2.10 with the Pros. 4 o'clock, grandstands open, single-car qualifying for the Super Late Models is at 4 o'clock, and the Pro Late Models single-car qualifying at 4.30. There is a Fan Fest this weekend at Tri-County. On the front stretch for both divisions, that goes from 5.30 to 6.15. And then the green flag will fall for the Keynes Park 200 presented by Factory Canopy, is 100 laps for the Pro Late Models, 100 laps for the Super Late Models. Admission is $25 Uh, for adults. Children 12 and under are free. Trackside parking, $25 per vehicle. And you can get your advance tickets. Save a couple of bucks at carsracingtour.com. Want to make sure that we thank all those people that make Stickered Up possible each and every week. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, PJ Bryant with BST Shocks, Furniture for Less and Adam Resnick, Geo Cut, Adam Zirkle Performance Technologies, and Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV. Another special thanks to Tony for joining us here on the Stickered Up podcast to kind of recap the first half of the season for the late model stock cars. Also want to thank the folks at Broadcast Experts. It makes it sound great every week. Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick. I'm Stephen Dunn. That's the checkered flag on this edition of Stickered Up.
2: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.